The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters here with uh, Matt from The Great Deception. This one coming in a couple weeks late. Uh, this is, of course, with Julia from the Cosmic Peach podcast, which is really turning out to be a good show. She had a great episode with my buddy Ghost. He runs the show My Third Eye podcast. And they talked a little bit about her family's, um, I don't know, she doesn't really call it a curse, but sort of like this weird paranormal stuff that happens with her family very interesting and um it's like two hours long i listened to the whole thing it flew by i think it was almost three hours actually really good stuff um so good job on that julia if you're listening and uh yeah man just uh turned out to be a great show and then of course rich from the rockies he's a buddy of mine buddy of matt's he uh sends us a lot of cool information just talks with us kind of shoots the shit real cool dude real down to earth it's kind of quiet in this episode, but, um, you know, always, always have some good uh, and interesting things to add to a conversation like this. Then, of course, myself and Matt are on here, too. And um, we run the gamut of conversation, as always. And before we get into the conversation, which I hope that you've heard over there, if you're not following the Great Deception podcast, make sure that you do that. Leave him a review, do all that good stuff, help his show grow. Talks a lot about hidden history. I'm sure you've heard of the guy and uh, just has a phenomenal show. Does a good job, puts a lot of research and really talks about some things that you don't hear anywhere else. So uh, enough plugging him. I'm going to plug myself. Do the same for me. If you can leave five-star reviews, that helps the shows grow. It's the freest, easiest way to help any show. And of course, patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. If you'd like to support my work monetarily, which I always appreciate very much. Now, still a little sick, okay, if you can hear it in my voice, but uh, I don't feel bad anymore. It's weird, you know, <clears throat> we had a little bug, I guess, go through Tucson, and then apparently it's in Texas too, so, you know, it's just one of those things, man, like, that's why this episode's coming out a little late. All the other episodes are coming, kind of coming out late. I'll get caught up this week, though, and then uh, just getting behind on some orders with shirts and stuff, so it is what it is. Life happens, you get sick, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to bore you with the details, 
But before we roll into that stuff with the uh, wonderful Monday Night Master debating, I want to talk about this little thing that I've been hearing about lately. And I actually heard about it specifically from an Instagram follower. And I don't know if she wants to be shouted out, but I'm going to do it anyway here. Uh, really cool chick and uh, just a, a fun supporter of the show. She goes by wildheart underscore G-R-R-R-L. Make sure I got the right amount of R's in there. Um, just kind of threw this at me. Uh, Crimson Mist, which is an interesting thing. Um, I always confuse the name with Crimson Contagion, which is a completely different deal. Uh, more dealing with the pandemic, sort of along the lines of Event 201. So I was slipping up a lot when I was referring to this in my own head. I kept calling it Crimson Contagion, but I've got it in my head now that it's Crimson Mist. And it's a crazy, crazy situation. It has a little bit to do with 5G, some mind control sprinkled in there, um, some zombie type stuff too. It's it's wild, wild stuff. But basically what it is, um, and, and the, the rumblings that have been kind of uh, hearing more and more are referring to this article written by Joe Viales, I think is how you say his name, V-I-A-L-L-S. Really, really weird stuff here, okay? So what you have is basically this situation that went down in Rwanda, April 6, 1994. Uh, some cannon shells tore through a commercial airliner flying over the center of Rwanda. Rwanda, of course, in Central Africa. And uh, this plane goes down. The plane happens to be holding the Rwandan president, the Bur- uh, Burundi president never heard of that place burundi and then a lot of these senior government officials as well now this seems like a clear hit anytime something like this happens it seems like an inside job of some sort but this is where crimson mist begins um after this president who is actually liked by a significant group called the houthi from what i understand this was the uh, majority group in rwanda um, kind of like, let's say right now, it's like the Democrats in the United States. Um, very, very gross uh, way to kind of describe them. But uh, and, and no insult to the Hootie, even though they killed a bunch of people. They're not like Democrats. OK, um, so you got the Hootie uh, that are represented by the uh, majority and then the Tutsi, which are uh, as cute as that name sounds. There are also uh, some tribesmen that would be a minority. And uh, we would probably compare them to the Republicans at this state and time, right? Um, obviously, that goes a little bit back and forth. I think their majorities and minorities are a little more set in place. They don't think they flip-flop too much. Don't know a whole lot about Rwandan politics. And uh, again, this is something pretty new to me. So I just wanted to throw this around here. Get some other people's opinions on what may be going on and uh, see if we can kind of figure out what's what's the deal here. Um, I like doing these little kind of new things at the beginning of these Monday Night Master Debate intros. So basically, you have this this these two groups kind of bickering, going back and forth a little bit. Now, there's a a few people that are Americans, and they are kind of next to this uh, hidden airstrip it's described as a gravel airstrip a few miles from the rwandan capital of kigali and they have some c-130 hercules transport planes big big planes 
and they have some crew with them. And once they get news that this plane goes down holding the high government officials of Rwanda, these guys scramble into place. They have fake credentials saying that they're atmospheric researchers in case they ever need to uh, show any kind of credentials. But as far as the governments of the world know, and the Rwandan government especially, the Americans are never there. They're not in Africa. Neither were the aircraft. This is all a covert mission um, and a real test to see if this kind of technology will work. Now, what's the technology I'm talking about? Some mind control stuff. I think this is some of the earliest uh, field tests of potentially 5G or some sort of frequency weapon. Now, the planes are powered with a RATO or a rocket-assisted takeoff, and then they also had a large microwave dish mounted at the rear loading ramp of this aircraft. It's a really, really weird piece of equipment. Um, onlookers would not know at all what it was. Um, there's a alleged picture here where it basically looks like a satellite. And I will post this um, this link. You could really easily just type in yourself uh, Operation Crimson Mist, and you'll see this article referenced almost every instance that this that this whole uh, Crimson Mist is discussed here. But I'm looking at educate-yourself.org. Um, like I said, I'll share the link here. You can see these pictures. Um, there's some pretty brutal pictures of uh, some Rwandan heads laying in a field, some Rwandans either dead or alive tied to poles on the ground, and uh, some different brain wave by modulating microwave beam photos uh, or, or diagrams, I should say. And the the description, it's a crude description, but it's basically the way that they mess around with this technology and these beams, um, it's kind of like a flashlight. You know, when you have the adjustable head on a flashlight, you can make that beam more concentrated or you can make it fan out more um, to get sort of a, um, a dimmer light exposure to a wider area, or you can concentrate that down to a very bright, almost pinpointed area. And that's what they do, I guess, with this uh, Hercules C-130 with this satellite looking thing um, mounted on the back. They fly over a group of what seems like it's about to be a protest or some sort of clash between the Houthi and the Tutsis. They fly over the Houthi, um, who, from what I understand, outnumber the Tutsi. And basically, there's a little bit of chaos going on before this plane flies overhead. The plane flies over the Tutsi with this alleged electromagnetic frequency blasting out of this satellite, flies overhead. And as soon as this plane goes over, uh the hoodies start freaking out and they start taking their machetes and cutting arms and heads off these tutsi and the hoodie of course are mad in the first place because they feel that their president was killed by these tutsi who by and large don't support the rwandan president at the time again here in 1996 i mean it's a loose loose connection here but i mean i don't know why this is cited so much as as essentially the only example at that point, up until you get to Baghdad and you see some looting and, and the technology is replicated there. But we also could potentially be seeing it here in modern times. Uh, think the George Floyd riots. Think all of the um, abortion, whether it's pro or anti-abortion riots. Some of these things get pretty darn violent and it seems like it happens out of nowhere. Now, they don't need to use planes anymore. What's terrifying is that they could use little transmitters that are already in place or what I think is more relevant 
is they could use a cell phone. Um, everyone has a cell phone and these frequencies can absolutely come out of the cell phones. I don't know. It, it could be as easy as just, you know, using geofencing, which geofencing for those that don't know, um, I use it for work. Um, your phone is always tracking your location and a company or a government could set up an invisible wall, right? Like a geofenced wall where you walk through this wall or this, you, you step into a certain area and your phone will send a beam or a beacon back to whoever. Um, let's say it's the U S government, your phone, you step in to this area, sends a beacon to the U S government, U S government can now turn on, um, let's say a frequency that might make you want to, uh, rage out a little bit. This is just a theory. Um, this is something that's been thrown around. I'm not the one that created this theory, but I, I just see that, you know, cell phones could absolutely be the best weapon of all for the government since everyone has one. Now I should point out too, that, uh, the Roman Catholic church supported this Hootie group. Um, if you're Hutu, sorry, I, was I calling it Hootie the whole time? Cause you got Tutsi and Hutu. Um, the Hutus are the uh, majority that I was referring to. So with the support of the Roman Catholic Church, I always find that to be a little interesting. The Roman Catholic Church doesn't seem to be on the right side of history hardly ever. Um, the history books will tell you they are, but uh, you know, our way of thinking and our um, anti-globalist and anti-government way of thinking, not anti-government, that sounds like I'm an extremist, but we just want a government that represents us and doesn't try and do fucked up stuff to us. Um, anytime the Catholic Church is involved supporting a group, I am skeptical. Now, what's interesting as well with this whole genocide in Rwanda, again, 1996, there's a lot of skulls and bones of victims that are on display at the Tarama Genocide Memorial in Tarama, Rwanda. Now, this is dark to me. I think that, uh, you know, paying some tribute to fallen men, women, and children, I, I don't see any problem in that, obviously, but putting their bones and their skulls on display um it's almost like it's a, a monumental uh thing right um rather than a memorial it seems like a monument it's like a happy thing like, yeah we we got these people these people are dead it's like i don't know it's there's some creepy creepy pictures um where was it okay so britannica.com shows some wild wild stuff it kind of looks like catacombs but it's just in a um a museum basically they have a picture of a court um, which is, it's wild, it's just a court taking place outside. Um, it almost looks like a movie set. Now, the description of the picture is a genocide suspect standing trial before a Gakaka court in Zivu, Rwanda, on March 10th, 2005. It doesn't look like there's any police or any officials around. It's just a bunch of Rwandans sitting in a field with a table of about, I don't know, six to eight folks um, looking at papers, and then one suspect um, someone supposedly convicted of taking part in this genocide against the Tutsi, um, just standing there, not handcuffed or anything. Looks like he's holding something behind his back and just simply standing in a field. It, it's wild when you see how secure our courts are here. Um, and then they have the picture of the uh, number one dude, supposedly. This is Felician Kabuga. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, 
yeah, finance the massacre of Rwanda's men, women, and children. Now, my question is, who is this guy really? If the U.S. government was actually the one behind this genocide with some some crazy technology that's not really known to the masses at this point, right? And I'll get into that, why I say the masses, because it was known by the government since the late 50s and actually shared with um, like British government officials in the 70s uh, with Margaret Thatcher, actually. So um, this is before, of course, Margaret Thatcher took office in 1979, I want to say, and uh, she learned about it in 77. But we're getting ahead of ourselves here. So I want to just touch on this uh, Felician Kabuga. Now, I don't know much about him, admittedly, but uh, financing the massacre of Rwanda's men, women, and children, I would say that's simply not true if this theory is correct. He would know nothing about this genocide taking place. Um, yeah, maybe he doesn't like the Tutsi if he's involved with the Hutu, but uh, he's, he's a great scapegoat. I'd like to see if this guy was a big-time nationalist. My guess is he is. Because, uh, you know, that's usually who we go after as a government here. And they have, I should say, too, the uh, reward is up to $5 million for this dude uh, back in the early 2000s, late 90s. But they've got a whole list of um, 10 people that are suspected of taking part in this genocide, either through finance or planning. Uh, Four of which, at the time that this photo was created, were arrested. Um, all look to be African dudes. Now, yeah, um, looks like Felician Kabuga is the first and the, the primary target here of these five. But you've got uh, the third through the sixth guys all being arrested. Um, yeah, five million dollar reward uh, for each, up to five million. So, just an interesting situation. I always kind of find it fascinating when when certain people are blamed for something outright. It makes you wonder, you know, where they stood on their country, where they stood with the United States government. It's a big no-no to go against them uh, if you're a leader in a different country, right? So let's get back to this Rwandan thing. Um, You've got two sides, two political sides of the aisle clashing. Um, The Hutu versus the Tutsi, Republicans versus Democrats. The plane with some esoteric technology pointed right at the Hutu or my analogy, Democrats, flies over this group. And then that group goes wild, starts killing the Tutsi, or my analogy, the Republicans. Think of our current political climate right now in the United States, okay? Not only do Democrats and Republicans not, are they not able to find one thing in common with each other? They can't agree on one thing. They can't agree on how to protect schools. They can't agree on how the government should be ran. They can't agree on anything. Um, there's a steady boiling of hatred for one another right now in this country. Um, both sides are also becoming more and more dissatisfied with the government, which I find very problematic. Um, <clears throat> I agree that the government's not doing the right thing right now. But I think that the government's also trying to make us dissatisfied with their work. All right. I mean, you see, I use a Microsoft computer. My homepage is Microsoft News. I leave it there just to see what is being sprayed out there. Um, I go to DuckDuckGo to search all my stuff. But I like to scroll through MSN, Microsoft News, to see what is what's being said here. And um, you can see clearly that Biden is being set up for 
either the 25th Amendment or something. I mean, article after article saying that 75% of Americans disapprove of Biden's work, his combating of inflation, um, so many things, right? Now, that's scary to me just because they're painting that narrative. They want us to be unhappy with the government. Sowing a little bit of either apathy or just distrust or some sort of negative feelings over a long amount of time and then trying to use this sort of technology where this 5G, let's say, throws a frequency out there that will piss us off subconsciously, make us depressed. Um, and I actually have some of these specific numbers here. What the, what the, um, what are they, Hertz or what are they? Um, yeah, Hertz. You've got for, for depression, it's actually 6.66 Hertz. Paranoia would be 4.5 Hertz. And then manic rage is 11.3 hertz, according to what I was looking at here. I'm no expert on this stuff. But, I mean, let's just say, you know, at a certain time when everyone is depressed, everyone's pissed off, maybe a massive false flag goes down and everyone's watching the same program, right? A 9-11 type event. People are watching this, uh, this news and then some frequency goes out over that or some frequency goes out over our cell phone while, while our emotions are very vulnerable. Um, because we're either panicked, we're angry, um, some negative emotions are heightened, and then they use that against us. That's why I think it's really important to keep your wits about you anytime something goes down. Um, it could have been a test with this whole um, school shooting in Uvalde, right? Now, there's already people saying that, you know, Salvador Ramos, the shooter, was a target of this Crimson Mist. I don't know. There's no real proof of that as far as I've seen. But um, I don't think anything is outside the realm of possibility. And like I was saying before, since the 50s, it's been really widely known in intelligence circles that frequencies can control just about every human emotion that we have. Um, there just wasn't a real way to spread it around the world um, or even to just a massively wide audience, so to speak until these transistors, these microprocessors come along. And now think about this. Like I kind of alluded to a little bit, everyone has a phone, usually always on them. How well would it work if an ELF sound, say the tone on these Rwandans, came through on our phones all at the same time and we feel the, the urge to just murder, right? You're sitting there at home, maybe you're eating dinner, this frequency comes through your phone, and you just want to kill, right? I mean, it sounds wild. There's a there's a movie, I think it was a Kingsman, where this is a the situation. Everyone gets a free phone or everyone gets some software in their phone, and then it it throws out this frequency and then people start raging out. Or what if you use this technology on crowds who are meeting, but you're mostly peaceful, right? But they start burning shit down and beating and killing innocent people. <laughs> This is why some people, I think, think that, uh, you know, Crimson Mist has been used in recent times, right? There's illogical protests going on with some of these situations. Now, I understand some people were very, very upset with the way that George Floyd's thing worked out. Um, I think that the dude was a pretty awful human being by all accounts. Doesn't mean that he deserved to die. But I think if you take an obscene amount of fentanyl and then you're having a tango with the cops, it's probably going to happen to a lot of people. Um, I don't know. I don't want to get into that, but 
there was some of those protests started out fairly calm. And then you have these pallets of bricks that are dropped off. I don't know about you. If I see a pallet of bricks and I'm protesting, I'm probably not going to pick any up and start throwing them. That's just me. Unless there was maybe some technology being used against my knowledge and against my will that would make me want to take a brick and throw it through a window or through someone's head. I don't know. It's something to think about right now. I think that some of these groups are easily targeted through their phones with that geofencing stuff that I kind of ran down a little bit. Now, I, I alluded to this a little bit as well earlier. In 1977, the CIA contacted Margaret Thatcher again before. This is the people's prime minister, right? Um, I think she's actually the opposite. I think that she kind of hated poor people and uh, just told them basically to work harder, which I agree with. But coming from her, kind of fucked up. Um, this is before two years before she took office as the lady prime minister here and um, gave her all the detailed information regarding ELF frequencies, basically, including how to induce paranoia, depression and manic rage. I gave you those Hertz ranges just a second ago and uh, also manifest various health problems in troublesome or unwanted populations. Let's say the poor, because she doesn't like poor people. Symptoms can be depression, befuddled thinking, loss of memory, stress, not being able to cope, manic behavior, schizophrenia, nervous breakdowns, physical collapse, brain and nervous system damage, heart attacks, or even cancer. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's nuts that, that this is all possible. It makes a ton of sense, though. Um, research dating back to 1976 shows these things were over 30 years old the knowledge on this was 30 years old frequencies and intensities used by cell phones 1800 megahertz and 900 megahertz specifically can and are utilized as weapons so there you go right um that's it's scary to think that we all have these phones that we're damn near addicted to some people are full-blown addicted and these technologies have some frequencies within them that are commonly used in these instances. Now, what's with the 5G towers? I don't know. Uh, I think that remains to be seen. They're being built. But, um, you know, we talked about this a little bit on, um, on Talk at the Tavern with the thing that Ghost runs. The 5G isn't going to be up and running for quite some time. Um, and it sounds weird because you'll see 5G on your phone, but it's all marketing right now. Um, and this is according to Kyle of uh, The Big Dumb. Shout out Kyle, The Big Dumb Podcast. His his uncle, I believe it was, works in um, 5G, or not 5G, in uh, cell phone tower construction, I guess would be the field. And uh, they ha they haven't even built any 5G towers, I guess, um, if I understood him correctly. So he was the one kind of also saying, you know, yeah, 5G is not going to be around for a little while. Um, it's all marketing. And what are these cell phones doing, right? These cameras that are in our face all day, because it's not just the camera on the outside. It's the camera pointing back at you, which has some interesting technology. I mean, even on my iPhone 7, when I turn the phone and it picks up my eye, my retinas, it turns on, right? I don't have to push a button even. I can just turn the screen towards me. That thing flips on. You better believe that's scanning you. That's taking your biometric data. And what's what it's also doing, I think, is it's scanning your pupils to see how they dilate under different images. It can tell exactly where you're looking. Let's say you're on Instagram. 
it knows what picture you're looking at. And let's say you're looking at a girl that has a big old booty and your eyes will dilate, right? Or you're looking at a protest and maybe you like the idea of the protest or you, you dislike the idea of the protest and your pupils are going to react in different ways depending on your emotions. I think that these cameras are the, the primary function of them is to gauge what your emotions are when looking at a certain image. So I think that this is even taking place at smaller levels. This crimson mist mind control is taking place on, on, on multiple levels here. Typically, your pupils will grow when you see something that gives you positive emotion. And this happens because your brain is dumping adrenaline or oxytocin. Oxytocin, I believe, is the one that uh, when you get like sexually aroused, you get a little oxytocin dump. I could be wrong about that, but I know it's a positive type thing and adrenaline widely is too um it's a it's a positive reaction to a negative situation or an intense situation everyone knows what adrenaline is um but your pupils will shrink under negative emotions and i also found it kind of interesting um and everyone kind of knows this but i just wanted to to tie this in here uppers and hallucinogens will grow your pupils and downers like heroin fentanyl they'll make your pupils contract um thought that was kind of interesting because I just assumed that all drugs made your pupils grow because you're feeling good, right? Um, but downers will make your, your pupils contract. And then, of course, you have your different, um, your, your, your ranges. You have de- delta, theta, alpha, beta, and gamma. Um, gamma is, a, I think, your intense one. Delta is that deep sleep. Theta is sleep. Alpha is the twilight state, kind of when you're about to fall asleep. And then beta it's the wavelength that your brain is going through while you're awake throughout the day. So like right now I'm probably in the beta phase and um, it's interesting that, that you could be wide awake and they could put some alpha uh, waves out there through your phone, let's say, and that would make you depressed potentially or, or, or sad. And you just won't know why. I don't know if you've ever felt sad and you're just not sure why, or, or you felt like something bad's going to happen. It might not just be intuition anymore, as sad as it is to say. It could be um, intentionally put out there for you to feel that way. I don't know. Um, This stuff's all really far out there, and it's scary. But I don't know. There's a lot of technology that's being used. And and I hate to tell you, hate to be the bearer of bad news. I think the government mostly uses this stuff for selfish reasons. And it's very rarely in your best interest, right? So I don't know. Just something to think about here so to wrap this up um what they call this operation crimson mist in their own circles here is electromagnetic augmentation um now it sounds weird because when when i hear augmented or augmenting or anything i think of augmented reality right and so i just wanted to to sort of reiterate what augment means because when you hear electromagnetic augmentation, it's a weird term, I think. But augment simply means to make something greater by adding to it or to increase. The example here online is he augmented his summer income by painting houses. So supplement, right? Supplementing your income. Um, if you have a day job and you got a side hustle, that side hustle is augmenting your income, supplementing your income. Um when you think of augmented reality, 
augmented reality is supplementing reality. It's trying to add to reality. It's a scary thought when you think about it like that. Augment is one of these words that we don't really use in everyday conversation. We would use supplement more. And I think that that's intentional. When you think of a supplemented reality, a better than real reality, that's fucked. I don't like that at all. And, and I don't think anyone you know, should feel comfortable with that. But then electromagnetically augmenting to a pre-existing state that you might feel if you're already depressed, and then they electromagnetically augment, or electromagnetically supplement to that pre-existing state, you're depressed, they're going to make you more depressed. You're happy, they could potentially make you more happy, which I'm all for. Um, but if you're angry and they electromagnetically supplement to that anger, that could quickly turn into rage. And then we could see some, some serious protests and some serious problems in a violent sense, right? It, it's, it's crazy. And the language they use is intentionally misleading. Um, augmenting, like I said, it sounds like metaverse stuff. It sounds widely uh, techie and kind of positive, but it's just supplement. That's all that that means. Um, so they want to add to your negative emotions specifically with this Operation Crimson Mist. Creepy stuff. Um, kind of just scratching the surface there. It's extremely complicated and being talked about more and more, but um, I don't know. I think that we could get some more information on this for sure. And this could probably be its own episode. I just didn't want to spend too much time on this, but uh, we'll definitely be uh, be revisiting it, I'm sure. So I uh, hope you learned something here. And if you know anything about Operation Crimson Mist, get at me, uh, email me dangerous world podcast at gmail.com um instagram is just dangerous world pod reach out and uh, i'd love to talk with you about this stuff if you have any articles you'd like to send um like i said the main article that you'll be getting is this story from joe viles if that's how you pronounce his name and there is also an interesting patent and the patent that i am referring to is on riv riv kalevi the hell kind of name is that dot com um so they have the published number uh us 2012 01092412 space a1 uh this is from may 3rd 2012 and this is the enhancement of biological functioning by the use of electromagnetic and magnetic fields this is by elizabeth rauscher um in apache junction az hey shout out of course, why would Arizona come out with anything good? Uh, but yeah, this is from 2012, and it's it's really, really crazy stuff. I'm not going to read through it. Um, I could read you the abstract, but it basically shows a brain, and it shows different areas of the brain that are susceptible to different uh, different hertz levels. And the abstract here is systems and methods are provided for treating a living being with multiple concurrent superimpose non-phase locked signals at physiologically acceptable intensities and duty cycles such as the signals um such that the signals entrain the tissue preferred signals are electromagnetic and at least one of the frequencies is selected from the list consisting of basically it goes from 7.6 hertz um to about 3040 hertz it looks like is the highest and um, it says, it, it continues on here, among other things, 
It is contemplated that the signals can be used to create a subjective reduction in pain, mood improvement, to treat osteoporosis, and enhance cardiac function. And, and by the way, anytime it says enhance, you can also say like decrease cardiac function or damage cardiac function. Uh, treat osteoporosis, it can cause osteoporosis. Mood improvement, it can, uh, you know, obviously detriment your mood too. Um, they use the positive things in these patents. If it can do one thing with uh, electromagnetic pulses, can also do the opposite here. Um, but just to wrap up, it continues to say or affect the hypothalamic pituitary axis. So some weird stuff there. Um, again, this is uh, Elizabeth Rauscher. Never heard of her, but that doesn't mean shit. Crazy stuff, right? I mean, there's proof that this is out there. And um, just one of many patents dealing with electromagnetic pulses and how they affect the brain. There's a long list of comments here, which I won't read through. But um, yeah, just uh, scary, scary stuff. And some people also refer to this Operation Crimson Mist as Mita, Kened Mita, I think is how you say it. It's a Jewish term. I guess it kind of means like what comes around goes around. Don't understand how that has anything to do with Crimson Mist, but uh, it is what it is. Let's roll into this uh, fun little episode that we did with Julia and Rich from the Rockies. Guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, the Crimson Mist stuff really really esoteric shit i mean i don't understand all of it i just wanted to throw something together to, to kind of get a conversation kick-started hopefully i know that it's been talked about a little bit but let's see if we can learn some more about this crimson mist shit and uh try and stay a step or two ahead of these guys man this is crazy stuff when they start playing with your brains with electromagnetic waves i mean we're, we're kind of fucked at that point so anyway guys enjoy this show enjoy the talk and I'll uh, be hearing from you in a few days. And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. Tonight, we have another fun episode planned for you all. I want to welcome first timer. We've been talking on Instagram for a while now. Uh, Rich from the Rockies. How's it going, man? Great. Great to be here. Big fan. Big fan. I'm almost Dude, I appreciate you. Uh, I love the interactions on Instagram, but I love it when I can actually have people join us too. And uh, and and dude, this is gonna be fun. So thanks. Yeah, man, this is the best. I listen every week, so it's gonna be kind of weird to hear my voice play back, but I'm pumped. Yeah, you'll get used to it. <laughs> and Julia, welcome back from the Cosmic Peach. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thanks for joining. <laughs> so since last time, you got your podcast started, huh? Yeah, finally. I kept bullshitting about it, but then I just pulled the trigger, <laughs> and here I am. That's the way to do it. You just got to go. That's what Ryan told me. Eventually, just take the training wheels off and go. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, like, and like you found out, it's not easy to do. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes shit to do. But with the help of others, you No, can do you help me. Ryan helped me. Ghost helped me. And um, really, it's kind of like a labor of love because I enjoy all of it <laughs> even like an interview every day after work I still enjoy it <laughs> well it's a process right I mean it, it, it is it's an exercise you go through you you prepare for whatever show you're doing you do the show you record it then you get to edit it afterwards and put your your touch on it and then you put it out to the public and 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 see what you get back so 
I, yeah, I'm that's essentially my, that's how I went into my first episode is like, I'm just going to record this, put it out there and see if anybody gives a shit. And then like a few people, few women actually had messaged me on my podcast Instagram and they were like, I would have never been able to say what you said. It was, you're so brave. And I was like, I'm not brave. Actually, I'm just a tiny bit crazy and a tiny mm. bit <laughs> uh, passionate. So when you put those two things together, you get my podcast. <laughs> no, and that's great. And, and, and we need more people. Cause like you, you know, there's a lot of people that say that too. In the beginning, they put their podcast out. They're like, I don't know if anybody's going to listen. And in the beginning it's, it's, you're not going to get huge numbers. And that's what, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people that come into this realistic and realize, listen, I'm just going to start with a handful and go from there and, and see yeah. where it goes. And, and you'll, you'll do well because you'll stay at it. You'll be consistent. Those who, you know, think they're going to get a couple thousand, the first couple episodes, and and they're just going to be, you know, reeling people in. And then they realize, oh shit, this is all I'm getting. You're in for Well, it is, it's not going to be like that. You're not going to get thousands. I'll just take my word for it. My most listened to episode, I just told Ryan is the one he and I did on like the luciferian stuff and we were really just bullshitting most of the time and i literally have like 70 listens that's on awesome. that one episode and i was like damn uh hey ryan how about you do like six more episodes <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll get some more rolling i'm down i'm always down for sure but that's we're the thing you know you do you do things drive. like this julia you know you're on the tavern and you go you go meet new people and that's you know that's all I've done. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't do a bit of advertising, so to speak. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, you go around and, and talk to cool people along the way. And, and, uh, and, and it, it's a process. So that's all I got. And I love, I love all of your shows. And the, the fun part about it is like your Instagram is really, really cool because you post oh, all those yeah. pictures and stuff. So I feel like if someone found your show and then went to your Instagram, they'd be hooked because it's like you do your mm-hmm. show and then you can go look at like pictures and stuff. Yeah, so it yeah. makes it a lot more involved of a mm-hmm. podcast. So I yeah, like Yeah, I'm I'm starting to get some traction on Instagram. The the ban is slowly lifting. I'm I'm out of my teens on the likes. So it's slow. Now's the time up. to plug the Instagram or the uh, YouTube, Matt. What's that? Plug My the YouTube? YouTube. Yeah, dude, because that, that's the visual shit that you got. Yeah, I don't do much on YouTube, though. Yeah, you do. I mean, you got yeah. a good little uh, good following there on YouTube. Yeah, I've put a few videos up there. Uh, but yeah, YouTube any anywhere. It's just the Great Deception. So Great Deception podcast. You can find it anywhere. And uh, yeah, but that's that's and the now whole- you can wear it. Ah, yeah, we got gear now. So go yeah. check out the Teespring shop. And uh, and actually, so far, so good. Uh, it's holding up through a couple washes. So I'm pleasantly surprised. Good. That's so what's good. going on, Rye? How you been, man? Oh, I'm great. You know, just the same old shit over here, man. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, excited for another Monday. And, uh, you know, to your point with the merch, I got some hats that I am uh, getting some samples sent in. The uh, Make Conspiracy Fake Again hats uh, oh. should be a, a hit, hopefully. Are they red? Yeah, dude, that's fucking perfect. I love that. It's the same amount of syllables as Make America Great Again. It's Make Conspiracy. <laughs> conspiracy in America is the same fucking that's syllable. Funny. 
so um yeah no i have a maroon one a blue one a camo one which is fire and then a, a black one with a neon pink uh brim so yeah they're fire should have went with the red hat with the white writing like the trump i mean i i might later but um we'll see i don't i don't want to be too up trump's ass right now just because of oh no uh, no no i was saying more as like a joke you know yeah. like the to, humor to make fun it. of it yeah mm-hmm. and you yeah, I, I mean guarantee- i think I think I guarantee people Trumpers would buy it just for that. Like, oh, the red hat, the red hat. Yeah. Well, you know, and dude, Rich knows as well as anyone. I was real, real about Trump. And uh, I don't know where Rich stands on that now, but man. Dude, you sent me Trump dollars. Like a thousand dollar bill. Man. I remember when you got those. Hey, those are dope. Those are actually I still got cool. it here somewhere. Hey, those are actually kind of cool, man. I think that those like I think it might be similar in the future of having like a propaganda piece of like Mao Zedong or Adolf Hitler, uh, to be honest. I, I, I've i gone full 180 on Trump. I think that Trump is probably similar. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Donnie boy <laughs> on the thousand dollar bill. Yeah, there's an so, old building right there, too yeah yeah dude so i mean you know i think that uh you know a lot of people got wrapped up in that whole thing i'm guilty of it but you know i think that that's part of uh the whole growing is that just kind of realizing you know this dude wasn't put here to fucking help out this country because he's he we left his administration in a much more fucked up state than we entered it in and he was kind of this catalyst to ruin the country and and you know kind of you know kick everything in a high gear they make it seem like you know people that are are hardcore trump believers still will say that the reason that that we've gone to this state that we're in right now is because trump set them back four years right and so now they got to kick it into hyperdrive and they got to be like well we got to make up for Mm -hmm. that four years that we lost and dude no he was put there to to expedite the the whole system and um he was you know, the agent of chaos to ensure division right i mean his whole yeah. purpose was to come in there and split from right away because you knew the left was going to hate him and the hardcore right was going to love him and and there was your division right away well you know what's nuts dude is that the the last i think president that didn't do that as crazy as it sounds was george hw bush and he was a fucking operator to the nines. You know, I mean, this guy was a CIA director. And I actually just did an episode uh, that's going to come out the same day this does as uh, it was about the Safari Club. Well, and he like, was given that presidency, too. I mean, they put Michael yeah. Dukakis up against him. I mean, it was sure. a joke. Well, so hear me out. So you get Bill Clinton, who, you know, blows a fucking load on uh, an intern. And kind of just like, you know, loses all credibility in the White House. And then you have uh, Bush after that, W. Bush, which, you know, the whole blame Bush stole it. Yeah, from Al Gore. You have the whole blame Bush ideology that comes in. Everything that's wrong, just blame Bush. And then Obama. Thanks, Obama. That's the whole thing. Obama was very divisive. And then you get Trump. And it's like, you know, Trump took that shit to a new level, dude. So, yeah, you had more and more division going on. And now we're more divided than ever with this fucking corpse of a president that's in the White House right now. <laughs> hey, so, did you did you hear Bush the other day? 
yeah with ukraine yeah. and iraq dude what oh. what it is and he didn't even try to uh cover it up he was yeah. like iraq yeah <laughs> 75 75 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, dude, that oh, was Iraq. Yeah, because it's like, who gives a shit at this point? He was just up there talking anyway. Yeah, but it's so wild how, like, even they know what they did was that wrong, and they just have to deal with it because that was the character they had to play, you mm -hmm. know. And I think they disassociate some of that shit from themselves. Like, oh man, I, you know, I took the role, so I had to do that part of it, but. Yeah, mm -hmm. I hope that motherfucker see ghosts at night, dude. I hope oh, that there's a special place for him and his yeah. father and his other father, aka mother. Who? Barbara? Barbara. Man. I heard that the she's spawn of Alistair. related to Alistair Crowley or something. Yeah, the daughter. It's supposedly his daughter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's wild. If you look at him, I mean, and but that's the problem. I mean, it's interesting because they do look alike, but one of the they, things they I, favor each other. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I noticed though, when I moved to a place where I knew nobody, so like everybody's face is new to me up here. There are templates. Like there's a whole group of people up here who have no chin or their chin is like recessed. And I've never seen recessed chin people before, but there's a whole lot of them up here. And there's it's they're not related like directly like they're different families but they all look alike and it's a whole different so there's different there's only a certain amount of faces out there so you're gonna have people that look alike and you know depending on which picture you take at what end, you can make people look a lot more similar than they really do in real life i know exactly what you're talking about because if you work where you meet a lot of like if you're a cashier let's say and you see a lot of faces all day they start to almost blur together like damn i swear i've seen the same it'll not be the same person but it's like faces start to blur together at one point and you're not being able to decipher like i they could be related i don't know they could not be related i don't know but it's interesting when you put their faces next to each other some of the similarities I mean we're all related right i mean that's the whole thing where it's like you know it's it's real hard to uh to distinguish these kinds of people apart but yeah man no like those soft chin people i mean you don't want them them around with the uh you know the the coming civil war you don't want them on your side well they're, you know, they're, they're like the anti-hapsburgs you know the Habsburgs had this chin that was like you know a satellite dish on the lower lip but these people have nothing i mean there's really just it's just teeth down there yeah, you know they can't take oh <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's weird, dude. Um, I don't know. It's fucked up. Um, I mean, I don't look like any of you, so there are for like familiar characteristics and family members, though. Like all my family, oh, without members a have doubt, eyes. You know what I mean? Like you could tell a Hamilton a mile away by our saggy eyelids. <laughs> oh no, there's definitely but, distinct features, but there's only so many options, right? Mm, Eventually, mm -hmm. it, no matter how anti, you know, distant you are, there's going to be people that look alike. And I mean, if you look at like supposedly, because I learned from Ryan a million years ago, Meghan Markle is somehow related to the royals, and she looks nothing mm -hmm. like them. So I mean, there's. There's you can either look like them or you look like Meghan Markle. No one ever knows. 
so it's hard to say oh it's interesting because she's what half or a part african-american right that's what i say black yeah no i said it on purpose ryan to get you going from last show (laughs) no yeah she's she's part black and and remember on the show when we were talking about you know the possible king lines that were black in europe you wouldn't believe the shit i got for that Mm -hmm. show ryan from people like that's not true that was all fake it's all uh you know photoshops and stuff i'm like hey man we're just reading off what we found i'm like i haven't done a, a deep dive into it but well, so who was giving you shit, Matt? Was it white people or black people? White people. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what was fake about it? Like, what was their chief complaint? Oh, that 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 they were just, you know, that there's proof that the, the lineage is white and that, you know. You, there's making... really more evidence to the contrary. And even look at our presidents. <laughs> I mean, mm. they all have like. Well, there was a black kids. president prior to George Washington. There you go. Which is no, you know, people don't even understand that in in the initial. a black president of the of the here in the like the colonies or the states or whatever was it? Then? Yeah, it wasn't the United uh, States yet. It was right, the right, Confederacy yeah. of, of the states. Yeah, we had I think it was eight or nine presidents before Washington, and and and, and you know a couple were wow, races. yeah. In like what kind of span of time? From seventeen seventy six till Washington wasn't president until seventeen eighty nine. So there was 13 oh, years. Realize that. Holy shit. Yeah, there was 13 years from where we declared independence till the first president. So they in that time frame, that's so interesting. There Holy were, shit. There, wow. there were different rulers. Yeah. And and so they were really the first presidents, but he was the first president of the quote unquote United States of America. Yeah. And that one to go back to what you said about when he did the 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 black kings or whatever it was that's the episode where you'd mentioned i think um of denmark right there's a black king of denmark yep yeah like back in the day it was like 1400 or something like mm-hmm. that 14 something to early 15 something yeah 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 i meant to go look that dude up and then i just never got around because to it, there, the reason why that came up rich was because we were talking about how um you know photoshops and things like that and there was rumors mm-hmm. of in order for these rulers to become white, they were actually whitewashed because they were originally the photos yeah. were black and they they just whitewashed them. And if you if you happen to darken up the photos a little bit, damn, they looked a lot blacker than they did or, you know, than they when they looked white. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, there's no, none of us know. We, we have to go off are... the books. Yeah. That's very interesting. If you think about how empires would have been ran back before technology was around, right? Because broadly speaking, and this is very broad, almost to the point where it might sound racist, but it's not. It's that, you know, the the darker skin complexion people back in those times and, and even today, dude, they're more athletic. They're they tend to be a little stronger. Darker people do. Right. Like, I mean, dude, look at the fucking NFL. 90 mm-hmm. percent black people mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you especially the athletic people that are in those yeah. nfl or uh, nba same thing uh, uh nhl which i know rich is, you know you're a big follower of nhl that's you know it's there's not much ice in those uh you know darker high, high aversion to water and water yeah. sports mm-hmm. well and they don't like swimming you know what i mean mm-hmm. um <laughs> i'm sure julia can confirm does your husband swim like a brick 
<laughs> her husband's black rich if you didn't know but no so that's the figured thing. that out based on the last yeah, exchange but so what i'm saying here is that in older empires it makes sense that yeah. darker skin folks would have power right i mean because it's all about fighting hand-to-hand combat shit like that it just makes sense uh, you know, the idea that like, you know, Adam and Eve were closer to what black people look like today than what white people look like, but they sell it to Christians and to the majority of which are white uh, as white. You know, they make Jesus look like this blonde hair, blue eyed, fucking ripped badass. And who knows? Well, what he, really he was Jewish until proven otherwise or 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 of Arabian descent. Yeah. something like that but you know cleopatra was also black so and they made Ooh, her look crazy. like a white lady well he spoke aramaic i was just thinking about cleopatra when he said that and i was like oh, when am i ever going to bring this up i was like how is that going to come up and then I he just you. said her name <laughs> and it was you. oh my god that's crazy yeah well, that's... And, and it was just, i don't know why it entered my head but it was just like um, we we're talking about timing between things i heard and i'm pretty sure it's true a while back that her being alive she was closer to the invention of the iphone than the, the the pyramids as we it's widely believed they were built that's crazy like there was a longer span of time between the pyramids and her lifetime than there were her life and the iphone it's fucking crazy oh sure because everybody associates cleopatra it's like one of those famous names you associate to ancient egypt and you automatically associate ancient egypt to the pyramids and you think it all was like in this fucking little window but it was well they're anciently old i mean they had the white Mm -hmm. casing stones on them and they were gorgeous beautiful Mm -hmm. and we so i believe that there were a lot of chambers in the great pyramid that are not even like what what they tell us today is not even historically accurate because there were a lot of sound frequency Mm -hmm. chambers and you would go to like what does that mean the doctor and the doctor would say okay well this thing that's wrong with you i think you should go in chamber a and lay in there for a little while and let the sound resonance heal whatever is wrong with you and so you can list things with sound that's Mm. how we have that coral castle or whatever that that guy made in in florida Florida. um so a sound does Mm. everything and and the great pyramids are like little sound conductors and the chambers inside the pyramid correspond with certain sounds that heal you and do all sort of amazing things but and, we don't and, get to hear about and there's about water that. underneath yeah there's, because sound resonance and water it all goes together which like which ties in with one of my favorite things which is the star forts because mm-hmm. they you know mimic a lot of the characteristics and qualities of the pyramids from that standpoint you know, that their, their design seems to have more than just a structural intention, that there was some sort of frequency, some sort of vibration that, that was mm-hmm. used. And, and it's interesting because we always bring this up, too, about the pyramids, because not only do you have the three, you know, pyramids in Egypt that the main, you know, that people talk about, you have then the same configuration in China and Mexico. And I've said this multiple mm-hmm. times, and they're all in the alignment of Orion's belt. So there, there's some tie, you know, to the ground, to the sky in Orion's belt, which. Well, and this is a hacky comparison, but you also have a massive a connection to Orion's belt in Men in Black in that movie, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like that cat is wearing oh, yeah, cat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Orion's belt. 
Yeah, and mm-hmm. the cat's name's Orion, and like the belt is the cat's collar, and then like they they zoom in on the on the constellation of Orion, which is the Great Hunter, right? And then you have the belt, which mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, lines up directly with that. There's something with that shit, dude. There's something with Orion's belt for sure. The three wise men. I mean, it all lines up with that. I, I think it has to do more with timing, like when you get to that certain alignment at a certain point. Well, that's where Christmas comes from, right? I mean, like the sun and where the sun rises lines up with the Orion's belt and it points to where the sun rises. You know what I mean? I thought that was like something to do with the solstice. Yeah, well, that's the whole yes. thing is that the solstice is on the 21st, if I'm not mistaken, of December, mm-hmm. the winter solstice, because you have the equinoxes or the equinoxes. I don't know. Three days before Christmas. Yep. Yeah, so you have, but you also have the three stars of Orion's belt pointing to where the sun rises on Christmas Day. So it's like the sun, Jesus rose three days. You know what I mean? Like the sun, the God rose. Yeah, I mean, I I watched Zeitgeist. So I, it just has been a while since I looked at that information, but it's, it's, kind of like the dying and rising god myth is like an archetype and it's just repeated a bunch of times throughout history and so while christianity is really predominant it's just a rehashing of the dying and rising god myth like osiris and isis and yeah all of those ancient gods yeah well what's crazy about jesus is i was listening to um my buddy Emmanuel Kingman, he was on uh, what is it into the apocalypse, and he was talking about Jesus, and he does a, this big thing on the millennial reign, which is fascinating. If anybody's interested, it's like an eight-part series he does. But he was saying that his research leads him to believe that Jesus was likely born on 9/11, and that in all likelihood he was probably conceived right around Christmas, because that would be the nine months to to get him to be born on 9-11 and if you think about what they did on 9-11 that was roughly 2,000 years after he was born it just seems like one giant ceremony that's interesting I mean I I knew he wasn't born in December because you'd freeze to death in the desert in a haystack if the biblical story is true I mean nobody's given birth in a haystack in December in the desert you die so um i i figured he was probably born in spring like in april that's i mean other, I'm, well the other would be march right around the, the yeah Mar- march or april that's yeah. what i've always heard is that makes way more sense to me so i lean more in, into christianity than anything else i consider myself agnostic as i always say but i leaned into christianity I don't think Jesus was a, a, a real figure, personally. I, I just don't feel that he was the same way that I don't feel uh, Mohammed was. I think that they're more political movements. And again, um, I, I, when I say it about Jesus, there's something in me that's really kind of scared to actually say it out loud. But I think it, you know what I mean? Like, I think it all the time. So how um, how Ryan would you how would you then explain like his interactions supposedly in you know, that, that they have documented in like India and in, in Asia and and things like that. I take a little bit of an in-between both of you. I don't, I don't know your, your, um, 
beliefs, Matt. But... I'm basically the same as Rye. I'm kind of oh, agnostic. Okay. So, like so, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what your I would lean towards Christianity, are, but I'm I somewhere in the middle because I believe he was a real historical figure that walked on the sands of Palestine. I believe that he was a man as you and I are, and he was born the way men are born and probably was married and probably had kids there's an episode i did with ghosts coming out about that you'll really enjoy it but i gotta interrupt you real quick palestine's not a real place palestine is not a defined area you know what i mean so that's a big problem already i think he was a real person i just don't know about the divinity yeah oh well sure yeah i mean i don't know because that's the whole thing, Matt. I don't know if you listen to that episode that I sent you about like how Islamic religion is kind of like just hell bent on wiping out people that don't agree with them. Did you because remember we I had that got talk. It. I started it. I hadn't finished it yet. So the guy makes a good case that uh, neither Mohammed. Uh, he mostly talks about Mohammed not being a real um, messianic figure. And then the host of the show says, like, he feels the same way about Jesus and he doesn't push back. And again, you know, it, it, there's something deep within me that feels really weird about saying that. Um, but, you know, the, the way that all these religions line up is just so fucking coincidental. Right. I mean, you have like the Mithraicism that lines up with that, too. I mean, there's so many things. Uh isis and and uh you know the whole egyptian religion as as julia said you know it all lines up Norse, and so you know going oh, to the norse mythology it, it's it's sure you know it's all and that's the the wild thing about it is it doesn't matter what culture you go to you start seeing very very similar myths i mean one obvious example is the flood myth right think about how many different cultures have that flood myth in their story I believe yeah. it really happened, though, because if you look at the water erosion on the Sphinx, it's pretty clear that it happened. So then think about this real quick, then, if we're talking about all these religions being the same and they all kind of go back to astro theology and like worshiping the sun and how all that shit goes. Uh, what if the sun, which we're told represents Lucifer, right? The light represents Lucifer. I have basically in my opinion i've proven that in my episodes that it's the the light is actually uriel um you know that's the light bearer and all this shit talked about it several times even jay you know who's a hard liner i mean jay uh colorado dank this guy is hardcore oh, my man yeah that guy is fucking <laughs> hardcore like hey, if you know, you're listening we love you bud this, yeah well, i know i i love talking with him and when i was mentioning this to him he was frustrating me because he was like acting like i was starting to like worship lucifer yeah. and say that lucifer <laughs> is like a good guy dude he's done that to me too and it, it's scary because i'm like dude i'm not it's not me no is that not cool <laughs> right well no and so i'm sitting there and i'm telling him and i'm like no dude like just listen to what the fuck i'm saying and he ended up calling me and telling me like no dude i was drunk i didn't really understand what you were saying he looked into it himself and now he realizes what i was saying like you can actually go in hidden books like the book of enoch and like the, I, I forget the greek term for it but there's a whole name for all these books that are hidden and uriel is in one of these and it's apocrypha ryan apocrypha there you go thank you and yeah it's proven that i mean this this uriel dude the fourth archangel is like the light bearer and he's the keeper of knowledge and he's a good guy it's not <laughs> lucifer they just make you think that that that's the case so i recently just did um 
when I did the part two of the Stanley Kubrick stuff, I kind of dove into like the symbolism behind Lord of the Rings and some of those, because if you, so J.R.R. Tolkien claims to have discovered this hidden library and he read all these books about our ancient history. And he said that he based Lord of the Rings solely off of what he discovered from these books. And that Lord of the Rings is actually about Saturn because there was Saturn worship and then all the Jehovian religions came from like the worship of Jupiter and Lord of the Rings literally translates to Lord of the Rings like Saturn. Yep. So, and then the main guys, Sauron, which also sounds like Saturn, but also sounds like Sargon who was a Mesopotamian dictator who invented time, like literally invented time clocks, calendars, and schedules and so yeah it's literally like saturn worship and then if you're saying the sun is uriel fine and then jupiter is jehovah and it all goes back to like a planetary thing and so i made the case that we're living in kind of like a saturnian time trap Mm. and so that's my take on things what are those things in high school where you can look at the stars? Telescope? A telescope? No, 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 no. It's like a room. A like planetarium? A, yeah, like something like that, Rich. Yeah. I, I think we're in something like that because the sky seems pretty fixed, right? I mean, it doesn't seem like th- that these stars can move in, in the pattern that they move in as, as perfectly as they move in if they're not. So we're in a fishbowl essentially right there's something up there holding everything in place and i I don't know i just the the stars the whole stars thing boggles my mind because there's so much significance and you go back through like you what you guys were talking about before you go back to ancient egypt and that's all you know star based you go back to you know a lot of everything goes back to the stars that's why people are so fixed on their their horoscope and their zodiac sign and Mm -hmm. what that means for their life but i have i have think that's true or bullshit Bullshit. i'm in the middle because i've met people who will take like the time you were born the place you Mm -hmm. were born what state you were in the year all of that and they'll they'll give you like a natal birth chart and they'll say it's more involved than just you're a sagittarius so you're really gregarious it's like well, your dad probably wasn't around a lot and your mom was probably this and you probably grew up feeling like that and your career path is probably something like this. Doesn't know me at all. All they know is the time I was born, the place I was born and the year I was born. And they, they're telling me I got daddy issues. Like, how the fuck would you know that? So maybe, possibly, there's something to that that I'm not aware of because I don't study shit like that. Yeah. What if that's part of the script? Right. I mean, that's what I've always wondered is, is if you're born in a, you know, you arrive in a certain moon set, you are going to have these certain characteristics. It's, it's part of your, you know, predetermined destiny. Well, planets are little balls of energy and they impress upon that specific day and time and place that you were born. It said they could be fallen. What if they're fallen angels? I don't know what they are, to be honest with you, Matt. They could be. No, that's what somebody brought up to me the other night. And I was like, holy shit, thinking about that, that they're all the fallen angels up there. 
just and they they're the portals that let you in like intergalactic gateways well if you look in the book of enoch there's the fallen angels right and 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 when they come down they mix with humans those were supposed to be uh giants though which kind of proof there were giants well yeah and there's debate about that because they were nephilim which doesn't there, there's technicalities where it doesn't have to mean giant but i've seen ginormous footprints and skeletons and stuff though unless they're fake oh there's pictures of giant people i mean and we see giant mm-hmm. people every day so mm-hmm. you know giant gigantic there's more like proof this. that they were giants than they were angels well then, then, then now you're getting into like scientology and shit too with yeah. the stars you know i don't know who said that but i mean it, it's possible who knows what the fuck stars really are but um I wouldn't even like be able to like give you an idea of where I lean on what stars are. You know what I mean? Star, who knows what the fuck that is? You but- know what's funny though, Ryan? I just got this book. It is called Star Signs. I don't know if you can see it. My mm-hmm. camera's messed up. So she goes into like what energy is, what the stars are, all of that. And I hate to cut you off, Ryan. Sorry. But she said everything that we do in life corresponds with the color because sure. light is it's like photosynthesis we're hue man we are right you know we are just that yeah Mm. that's Mm. that's pretty good actually Mm. where'd you find that man oh no that's we've been talking about that for a while that you know that's all you are it's it's part of your we're just frequency we're just vibration so we're well she compares us to um she compares us to plants because plants need photosynthesis in order to grow and live and everything that that gives the nutrients to the plant is the sunlight and water just like we need sunlight and water but um she makes a crazy crazy claim that we can lose weight based off of the colors of food that we eat and not so much what the content of the food is that we eat so if well, it would be it would it would eat, be determined though by your blood type also that would be a factor because I mean, if you think about it, people with different blood types are going to have different requirements, right? If you are iron deficient in your blood, it's going to require you to consume more iron to make up for that deficiency. Yeah, she probably so isn't that's as the smart as you, Matt, because she doesn't really go into that. But um, so basically, her claim is like, if you're overweight, then you should eat only red, gold, and orange type foods even if it's pizza because pizza is red and like she doesn't care about the food itself or calories or any of that she did i hope i get whatever says, color tacos and fucking pizza this sounds like a george foreman diet or some shit yeah right no shit. Well, well, she does make, i'll just say this one last thing on the that point specifically is she gives the example that if you want to gain weight, you would eat blue spectrum foods like green salad, avocados, stuff like that. And her example was, if you look at elephants, hippopotamus, rhinos, the biggest, hugest animals that we have on earth, all they eat are green foods because they add weight. Green spectrum foods add weight. So her argument is, you can be a vegetarian and gain a ton of weight by eating salad because salad is part of the blue green spectrum. And if you want to lose weight, you would eat foods on the red yellow spectrum. Hmm. 
I don't that's know if I agree with that because I know a lot of people that have gone vegan and had serious issues. Yeah, you know, well, again, it could be it could go back to what you said about the blood types. She doesn't yeah. go anything into the blood types. All she said is, if you look at an elephant, all they do is eat figs all day and grass and shit. A ton They're of fucking humongous. figs, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like literally a ton of fucking figs. Well, let me ask you this then: if we're all like colors and sounds and hues and shit, what does that make Helen Keller? I think that bitch is a fraud. Shit out of luck. I think that bitch is a fraud. Oh, Oh, she's so fake. Her and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Stevie Wonder. No. Uh, Damn. That'd be something too. She was on TV all the time. Did you hold on while you're thinking of that? Did you see that theory that Helen Keller actually held Osama bin Laden as a baby? what how when did she die the fuck so she died when did she die um she was big afterwards because that motherfucker was like what yeah i would say she was was big in the 50s right let me see if i can find the picture i don't know but i thought bin laden was what like fucking 60 something when he because what gave her away is when she actually tried to talk she had a British accent. Mm. And if, if you're deaf, how are you going to know oh, whatever adaptive accent? Yeah. She did. So. Mm-hmm. And there's multiple I, times I where she got caught. They're all. It's like, it's, it's amazing. You look back and like, people don't know that Harry Houdini was really just a spy for the U.S. government. Like all these people that, you know, we put up on a pedestal as like famous stars had some role usually connected with the CIA or FBI, depending on where they were. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were on talk at the tavern when I went over like how all the serial killers have military training. Yeah. Man. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's good. It, and it goes back to I know Ryan's talked about this, about uh, you look at the bands of the 60s. And how many of them had military ties? Um, you know, yeah. you look at the doors. Elvis at, was also. Yep. Oh, Elvis was army. a pedo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Buddy, buddy with fucking Nixon, too. And he had a weird it's such a controlled environment, right? Who was saying that? Oh, Shayla. <laughs> we should have asked her last week. She was on. I just yeah. did an episode with her on Priscilla, but I kind of put my take on things because I'm not as analytical as Ryan. He kind of did more of the deep dive onto Elvis, but I kind of talked to her about like Jerry Lee Lewis did the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he married not only a 14, 13 Wasn't his cousin? He married his first cousin. <laughs> hey, well, that's, that's royalty though. I mean, if it's good enough for the royals, why isn't it good enough for him? Exactly. I don't see a problem with There's it. There's such other a double standard disgusting. with that. Like we 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 look at these royals like they walk on water and all they are inbreeders. Mm-hmm. But yet if a regular person marries their cousin, they're looked on as like a a, a peon of society. The way you say that it makes it sound like you have a hot cousin, Matt. Oh no, no, my no. No, you know what's like funny me. though? What's weird is 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 my ex-wife always said that my cousin had like this weird fascination for me. Like Your girl cousin? Like, almost infatuation. Yeah. Like because oh, she always hated mm-hmm. my ex mm-hmm. and always gave her shit. And like, like, yeah. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they were adopted anyway, so it didn't matter. 
that would that wouldn't have counted, you know. But no, you know, there was one thing that was really weird with, uh, you know, I don't know who it was. I guess we we're talking about Nixon a little bit through Elvis. I was looking in the Kissinger for this shit that I was uh, researching right now. I put that dude up there with Hitler, to be honest. Um, after I was looking into him, I know we all. No, 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 know. no, no. He's closer to Stalin. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, you know, Kissinger's a piece of shit. Period. So, Just do you think? Let Let's do a thing because I'm actually trying to do this, dude. I, I would like to get a few good podcasts. You're gonna rate together. the dictators. Well, that's a thing that I kind of want to do. <laughs> yes. I want to kind of. I want to do. Prices right. You got to do it. Uh, what is it? Prices right. No. What's that show where? No. So listen. Five man, on the gotta, board. Family Feud. I, I got an idea here. Okay, so Ooh. I want to take like let's say eight podcasters you know like friends of ours and i want to get several names we'll do like you know 20 names of like horrible people throughout history and you draw names out of a hat and like since i'm hosting this show i'll draw the names out of the hat and you got a week to research on why you're making the case that this person that you picked come on now say tongue now say tongue now say tongue's pretty bad (laughs) yeah yeah okay um, but you, you got to do like a criteria list. Yeah. So you, like whoever picks the person that they want, we're going to have a week to make the case that they're the worst person that's ever lived. You know what I mean? Dude, this is and awful. maybe. Mm. So yeah. I think that it might be kind of cool to do like a championship bracket and you're doing like five minutes. Are you just like, doing okay. people or groups? Because we could have people. a group one, too. No, no, no. no I'm saying, well, maybe maybe a stage you go like Masons, Jesuits, all you know, all that way too. Maybe it can evolve, but I want to start with people. Dictators. We'll go eight people. You going uh, not necessarily dictators, just people because Kissinger, you know, he wasn't able to be a president because he was born in Germany, right? So I mean, this guy was never able to actually excuse me, legitimately be a president, but this guy carried out some serious genocides unilaterally you know what i mean i don't think people really understand how evil kiss kissinger really was we just kind of know that he was bad but i looked into some shit and it's going to come out in my next episode that just like two or three things that he did that was fucking horrible and the 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 reason that i think he's so bad is that he doesn't believe in anything other than himself hitler had some beliefs as fucked up as they were Hitler had some ideology deep within that fucked up brain of his that he acted on. I have some things that I would that I would do and I have some things that I would believe in personally that I would do some fucked up things to make that happen. Kissinger had no beliefs other than himself and he did things. He would float from the liberal side of the political spectrum over to the conservative side wherever he had to be. The motherfucker is 98 years old. And he's still mm-hmm. meeting with every fucking president that enters the White House and telling them what they need to do. That Motherfucker is, is a lizard person if there ever too. has been one. What? That mm-hmm. dude is fat as fuck on baby blood. Yeah. That's I the mean, only way you get that old. Put- like, how does that that I mean, you look at that guy, he's looked the same since 1970, and he's still kicking at 98. No, well, he doesn't I was look the same. Say you'd have to put Fauci in there and Klaus Schwab and all those fucks that weren't dictators in there because nah, they they barely touched a million though. They're not in. They're not <laughs> in the big boy club. But no, no. So it's not necessarily the numbers, right? It's the way that they do things, and that's mm-hmm. what I would do. Like when we're doing this, it's not like 
yeah, maybe you kill a bunch of like, because let's say, you know, I'm a dictator and you're a dictator, Matt. I kill a million pieces of shit and you kill 30,000 uh, good people. Which which one is worse? You know what I mean? So that's the whole thing. It's not about how many, it's how you do it. So the, the problem with Kissinger is the way he fucking did it, dude. I put him up there above Hitler, honestly. The guy is fucking bad. Kissinger's close. He was close buddies with Bush, too. They had a lot of ties. He was good buddies with Bush. Mao Zedong offered him personally 10 million women to bring back to the United States because they had an overpopulation of women. Mao Zedong, when he met with Kissinger, was like, hey, I'd like to give you 10 million women. I like what you represent. Bring these 10 million Chinese women back to your country. And they're a gift, a personal gift of me to you. You know what I mean? Anytime Mao Zedong looks up to you, I'd say you're a fucking piece of shit. Damn. Bad. Going out on a limb there, Rye. I don't know, man. Wow, Let's man. do it, dude. My my first pick in the fucking, uh, you know, evil draft is Kissinger. I'll go all day on that. She's like Fauci. It. You got Fauci? Mm-hmm. Rich, who do you got? Man, I don't know. That's tough. I mean, I mean Hitler's the low hanging fruit. Yeah, that's an easy. He's too that's easy. An easy one. And you yeah, almost an wonder—you almost wonder if the history of him is real, right? Like the way well, that he's I've been often made. thought about that. I don't well, know if he was as a persona. Yeah, he's he's along the lines of Napoleon, you know, mm-hmm. in, in comparison sure. as to the way they're portrayed now versus the way it was then. Ooh, I think hey, I take it back. I think I want the queen. Ooh. Not as bad, man. I mean, yeah, are we talking about like, oh, about, like she's killed body count? That's what thousands of children. Uh, that's what I was thinking of, Matt. Is the kids? Because I would say, like, you could put Mother oh, Teresa yeah. up there with oh. her then, because she's she was a child trafficker for years. Yeah, that's the thing. It's an open conversation, Rich. What were you saying? I was gonna say, uh, if it's about just like straight up body count, I would maybe go with someone like like Genghis Khan, like. Some like fucking just brutal yeah. fucking warlord type of dude from back in the day. You really can't count the numbers. It's like, like this is like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure right yeah. now. <laughs> but for saying. sure that guy just you know we're so crazy. Didn't do things nicely either. So that's crazy. what I'm saying. If you could get, I, like I'm saying, eight different people together that pick mm. eight horrible people throughout history off of an unlimited list. And you put them up against each other and they make the best case of why that person is the worst person in history. I'd say that would be pretty entertaining. And I think that maybe we can like try and narrow down who's bad in what way. We're going to, we're going to, you know, what we're going to do Ryan. We're going to start a bracket. That's what I said. Yes. A fucking championship bracket. Let's do it. Bracketology. Evil. Uh, how do we do it though? It's got to have evil a good fuck name. championship is what it's called. The evil EFC, <laughs> EFC. There you go. UFC, the e, the the EFC. EFC. Yeah, EFC. Or well, how can we make it UFC? The unearthly <laughs> championship. You go PFC. Yeah, the podcast. Well, the see, unholy you know, championship. Unholy fuck championship. That's it. <laughs> Unholy fuck championship. You can't really you market go, that. I mean, dude. I, fuck championship. And then we can go like secret society championship. 
because like as far as secret societies go trilateral commission i mean you got zbigniew brzezinski which is up there you know i mean he started that with rockefeller you, you want to you can go bloodlines dude you, you can, can go throw bloodline in like championship the, the odd fellows like people odd that fellows. just terrorize like different groups you know i mean we, or we could go old school you go like uh we're looking badass too. like like you were saying before, Rich, like Genghis Khan types, mm-hmm. Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great and, and those guys and see if the myth lives up to what we really find. Because I think there's a lot more to some of these old myths that is bullshit versus what we were told, you know, like Columbus. I mean, yeah. That, that, that can was... we do can we do a serial killer or serial killer? That shit's Ooh. crazy. Yo. I always Ooh. hear about new ones that are it's like are worse than ever. I've been it's looking crazy. into yeah. some that people don't talk about really yeah. at all that are some of the gruesome, most disgusting ones that are totally like, who's that? Uh, you should get to know him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should read about it. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, see, so that's the thing. I mean, this could spawn off. This might be my version of Monday Night Master Debaters where I have my own little championship series. A monthly, a monthly get together. Wow, this is brilliant, Ryan. You're on. So it could be it starts with one thing, and then maybe we go to serial killers, and then maybe we go to bloodlines, and then Mm -hmm. secret societies, and then banks, you know, banks that have historically fucked over people, and then Mm -hmm. fucking companies, corporations, and then Mm -hmm. you know, we can just go on from there. You know, there's so many going to like the Enrons and shit like that. Universities, the the worst universities of all time that have produced the most fucking uh, mass murderers. I I think Harvard and Yale would be up there, but maybe you got a little Oxford in there too. Stanford would give you. I was going to say Oxford or UCLA, somewhere somewhere out in California. There's some heavy MK Ultra shit out there. Yeah, UCLA is a big. MIT is a big one. You know what I mean? So yeah, dude, that might be a thing. I start. We'll do that. We'll I that. noted it, Ryan. I'll, I'll shoot it over to you. Yeah, I'll Some forget categories. Yeah. So, dude, yeah, no, it's just, man, just looking into Kissinger. It was I just like the blowing. dictator idea, though. That's or not, you know, not dictator, but the most evil fuck. I think that most a, unholy fuck. What did you say, Ryan? Unholy, unholy fuck, fuck championship. championship. Yeah. We'll make them all UFC in some way. We'll just call them UFC in some fashion. But no, man, I, you know, they're looking into like different people. Like my my big thing that I really get interested in is intelligence and how intelligence organizations work and the splintering because it's so intricate. I mean, you have people like, like from uh, Le Cercle and then Six International and they're tied in with Safari Club, which was something that I just found out re- about recently. And, you know, you you triangulate like what's going on here and you can't really get a concrete definition, but you find people that are at the center of all these things. I mean, the fucking Bush family. I mean, the Bushes are up there with some of the worst people of all time. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. If you can present the case of who's the worst bloodline or who's the and the the bushes are rockefellers right so you have like this this crazy spider web of of who's at the center of that fucking thing you know what i mean yeah. there's somebody yeah pindar, yeah, pindar. JC. <laughs> involved it is like do you remember obviously you probably do remember the the older bushes funeral the white paper everybody got and the note yeah. 
and there's fuck crazy. Do you think we'll ever find out what, what the fuck that said? And I think somebody that like whoever whoever wrote that or whoever you know made the call to have them placed in there, like a very small or was there some fucking assistant that was like, hey, put these little white things in all these little envelopes, and like did that person read it? Like, how has that shit not gotten out? And like all, all this video of all these people reading it and having that reaction they're not like just called out on that and it's not like just on the spot yo hey what the fuck was on that well and the reaction i, I don't know I just, that, I don't, i've never seen like um that brought up to any of them yeah yeah dude he's like what the fuck and like he couldn't he couldn't believe he was it. pissed rich the way mm-hmm. that i yeah, have it was almost like yeah i'm sorry go ahead finish your thought i'm sorry you got yeah, no, that's all i was gonna say oh, okay so what i was gonna say here is uh the like what i've learned um even though i've I've been looking into intelligence and how it operates and how they work shit recently i really learned dude that that letter like whatever whatever that note might have been it could have just simply said on the thing have like a flabbergasted reaction or have act act upset right now it could have just said that right right, on the fuck dude they these people Yeah. They, they, I mean, Barbara Bush and George H.W. Bush, they intentionally recorded things in their personal memoirs that were false memories, things that never happened that would put them and pinpoint them in different locations than where they were. So these people actually intentionally mm-hmm. will do things that misdirect the public. It's fucking insane. And yeah. so, like, this is this is one reason why you know, the Bushes are so influential. And when you look into the way that, you know, not only was H.W. Bush a key member in starting the alternative version of the CIA, the fucking records of BCCI and the Safari Club were stored in the World Trade Centers and the World Trade Centers came down under George W. Bush's watch. You know what I mean? So it's like, dude, they go so far. Look at Biden. Any amount (laughs) of people. Oh boy. Yeah, there's uh is that Jimmy Carter right there? Yeah, he was like to her left, our right. And why does she look like a corpse? She looks like a crypt keeper. That's Nancy Pelosi. No, it was was Hillary just a second ago reading her letter. No, I'm saying the crypt keeper is Nancy Pelosi. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. So see, that's the thing. He's acting like he's fucking reading it and he's literally just looking at a a fucking envelope. You know what I mean? I think that he didn't get the memo. He didn't get the memo to be like, what are we supposed to do? Because he's always a fucking idiot. Joe Biden has been known to be a fucking... Look, those are... It's empty pages. Yeah, Yeah, they're no writing. He's like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing, dude. I it could very well have just been like, "Hey, act like you're upset," and Jill just got done sucking the fucking janitor's dick. Is that is there anything on that page? Look, yeah, there's some writing on hers, not much, but there was. There was an envelope hidden in there. Did you see that? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's Pence's wife. Yeah. I mean, you know what knows, makes man. it not so secret to me is they didn't even seal the envelopes. They're just mm-hmm. loose envelopes. Like, Yeah, man. And Obama is one of the uh, best operatives out there. He's a cousin of the Bush family. You know what I mean? Um, 
so he's another CIA type operative. And, you know, his mom was a, a supposedly like a beta sex kitten, like sort of like a Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe type figure. And, um, you know, it, it, it's tough to know. Also, Obama's half brother was high up in ISIS. So, you know, you have like just too many connections where it's like, yeah, dude, and like these people, I think, are all just fucking around. And, you know, you got Jeb and, and W yeah, right talk there. Talk about a fucked up time to give someone a note right as their dead dad is passing by. That's they the thing. I think it's shit. fake, man. I don't think there was anything in that note. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, W. Bush just fucking uh, wanted to be like a rich kid that owned a baseball team. He used to own the fucking Astros. Mm-hmm. Rangers. You know what I mean? Oh, was it the Rangers? My bad. Yeah, Texas Rangers. Same shit. They both they sucked. sucked. Yeah. <laughs> the Astros were actually good for a little bit. But yeah, Bush never. Yeah, that's why he got rid of them, too, because he, he couldn't do shit with them. Traded Sam yeah. Sosa. Yep. <laughs> oh, I want to show you guys this before we forget I, we were we were talking about beforehand but i i came across this today and there's this guy uh wrong one who uh the one of the guys that was killed in buffalo was a police officer and he was working on look at that dumb face yeah how do i get out of this now all right let's see he was working on a hydrogen water-based car, okay? So it says, Aaron Salter of AWS Hydrogen Technologies, LLC, displays his 2010 Ford F-150 pickup truck running using his AWS hydrogen fuel system. No hydrogen fuel cells. System is powered using electrolysis. However, Aaron discovers in this video there is no electrolysis occurring and the truck still runs. Amazing. Now, this is one of the people that was killed in the Buffalo quote-unquote oh, massacre. Wow. Oh, hell no. Last week. Yeah, he was a, a police officer. and uh, But it's crazy. He's got this whole, whole truck set up here, and, you know, it runs on water. Can you turn the uh, sound on? You got to share the sound with uh, in your settings. Uh Yeah, because that's interesting just because it goes back even as crazy as it sounds. It goes back to like all that fucking like the original formation of the CIA Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, because all that that was, it was meant to be a military arm for the elite. And they wanted to make sure that like Western business is fulfilled. And we're going to stay on the Petro shit and the Petro dollar is going to rise. And you can use any excuse when you're the powerful, you know, capitalist society. You can go against communism in any way. And that's just going to make uh, any war that you want. Just here we go. All right. I'm going to put this back on. We're going to need water in a minute. This is a agitator. Uh, so we're going to do four experiments today. Uh, for the patent examiners. The first one, um, you do need electrolysis, but what my system has done is taken advantage of the residue that's produced 
by the electrolysis. So we're going to actually start this vehicle without any electrolysis. Mm -hmm. The second one, we're going to fill the water tank with water. And again, we're going to be able to start it without electrolysis and run this engine. How long, we'll, we'll find out. Then we're going to turn the hydrogen generator on and we're going to let that produce some gas and then we're going to um, see how long the engine runs with the hydrogen only. And then the fourth one, we're going to use the combination of the hydrogen generator, the agitator, and we're going to see how long it, it runs together. Okay? So, first thing we're going to do, we're going to start the engine up on gas first. Um, and I'm going to initiate the uh, agitator. And then uh, we're going to go to the front and we're going to switch the gas, hydrogen gas on and the regular fuel off. Okay? Does this not seem like a movie? Yeah, Does this crazy. seem real to you? Yeah. Does it I mean, seem that's, real? that's just bizarre. Does I don't know. Real? It do seems like real a... to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. It seems like a mockumentary. Like I've seen like fake movies like that. You know what I mean? Like mm. it, it's crazy to say that that's a propaganda piece. It only had like twenty nine thousand views. I know that's that's the thing. If this was that's the, I don't know. I there's something that's that's weird to me about that. I don't know yeah, what it is. It, it just came out too, you know, like it just came out recently. It was, you know, last Maybe week I didn't hear anybody talking. Started to search it up. You know, it seems real to me because he out. died. Maybe. Like he died. Obviously, if it was like, I don't know. Why would they kill him if it was just a fake? Mm -hmm. Well, why would it be on there at all if it was real? He said he was getting ready to show it to patent regulators. Yeah, why would it be on there for people to talk about if it was real? You know what I mean? But that's I'm not how saying... I found the guy that was boiling water with sound. He literally had a face, or not Facebook. He had a YouTube video. And he was like, watch me boil this water in my teacup. And he had like a little tea bag and his little thing that he was using to boil the water. And he literally had a YouTube video. Three months later, he's dead. Yeah, so the way I see those things is that... It, it doesn't matter how many you said it was 30,000 people that saw that video that we just watched. Someone might get inspired and see the rigging of that truck and that system and recreate it. If it was legitimate, you know what I mean? I I'm way too dumb to understand what the fuck he was talking about right there. Right. I didn't say when it was posted. Cause I mean, it could have gotten those 29,000 views or 28,000 of them in the past 2015, you know, 72 hours, 2015. See if you can look up statistics, I don't know how YouTube works, but you can see maybe when it got its biggest influx of views, I bet you it was in the past fucking 72 hours or week, you know, probably sat yeah. with fucking 800 views for the past eight years. Yeah. I mean, well, I'll put it to this way. His channel only has 833 subscribers. I guess it didn't work out for him though, either, because is that all he's posted? Like, can you look up anyone's maybe, the past year or two. Oh or no, three. he he's got uh what's he got? Six video uh it just makes anywhere? it more real to me. He's got four videos yeah. out here, they're all from six years ago. 
Yeah, see, like I like I guess it didn't work out for him. I'm like, I don't know. I wonder where that all went, or if it was ever patented. Hmm. Because just because you got a patent, you still gotta get that shit funded and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just kind of makes it. It adds a little bit more realistic. Um. Yeah a more realistic situation to me that he posted it six years ago and it only had like 30,000 mm-hmm. views on it. If it was going to be like the newest, best, greatest thing, I would feel like he would have posted it within the last year or so. And now he's dead. Yeah. No, I'm just saying like, like, like I said, the, these fucking people that put out these psychological operational type things, they think about this whole thing. They're not just going to drop a video. Like we like to think that our government and the world government is really incompetent and they construct that argument for us on our behalf because it's so much better for them to think that we're fighting a bunch of incompetent idiots than it is for us to think that we're fighting evil people that are geniuses. You know what I mean? It's better for us to think that we're fighting a bunch of dummies. Right. Because then we're like, you know, they can't. They couldn't pull off 9-11. Well, then you think you have a chance too, right, Ryan? I mean, then then you think you have a fighter shot. If if you think they're they're just pure evil, you got no chance because they have all the weapons and you have none. At least you can outthink them. There's ways to eventually defeat them. And then it also makes it so that the people that don't necessarily think that they're stupid or that they're evil would say, you know, no, these fucking guys are just saying that, you know, these people are, I mean, you know, let's say like, you know, Republicans just to broadly, you know, stroke things. Republicans think that 9-11 was was staged. Democrats think that 9-11 was the official story. The Democrats would sit there and say, um, you know, these people are, are too stupid to actually make this happen. Republicans are sitting there saying that, you know, no, this happened because they contrived this whole situation. The Democrats are not going to uh, have the will to stand up and fight. And again, that's not the the situation. There's plenty of Democrats that think that 9-11 was staged, but it's just, you know, again, thinking that retarded people are ruling the country and they're just fucking things up on accident makes it so easy for the other side of the political spectrum to be like, hey, you know what? You're right. You know, we don't we don't agree on what's going on, but, uh, you know, this is a this is a fucked up situation and we need to try and vote in the right people instead of both sides coming together and being like, dude, these guys, the right and the left on the political, you know, elite side are fucking us over and they're doing it willfully. You know what I mean? So you're going hoax on this. I don't know. You know, that's the whole thing. I don't think that we can say one way or the other. And I think that that's what's so important about what like conspiracy people are supposed to do is have legitimate conversations about this stuff instead of like going all in or going like this is bullshit. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a hoax because I want that to be at least a part of the conversation. I don't know. I have no fucking idea, but I'm going to say it's a hoax personally. Yep. I mean, I don't really make a living on being in the middle, but I'm kind of in the middle because I see where Ryan is coming from. I don't think the people who run us are dummies. I also don't think they're all knowing either. Okay. I think they're evil geniuses, personally. That's my thing. I don't think so, Ryan. I mean, prove me wrong. 
I'll debate I that will. shit all day. <laughs> I I just I have some information on a couple episodes that I'm gonna do that would um it's it's kind of like what side are you on? Because there's a lot of mafia stuff that goes on, and they're they're definitely idiots. The mafia? Fuck no. They're very smart. I don't the think so. Operate. Not so the stuff that I've been researching on like Robert F. Kennedy yeah. and then Marilyn Monroe would would actually prove otherwise that they're the real Kennedys were retarded. Sloppy. Yeah, the Kennedys were morons. Who, who do you guys think? Uh, if you have a, a, any, I guess an easy answer, uh, killed JFK. Who do you think was responsible for that? Oh, I have a whole, I have a whole like six-hour episode I could do on I, who killed. I JFK. guess better question is like, who, do you think the mob was responsible for that? Yeah, and they made they made Robert covered cover up his own brother's murder. But but do you think how stupid of a group of people could do something like that? I guess is they're stupid because they're sloppy, and it's very easily found yeah. if you look for it. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. I agree with you that the mob did it, and it's, it goes back to I think their dad Joe Kennedy and how he was involved. He was basically the the mob's money launderer, as far as I. It's I could not tell. a question of if they're an idiot. It's the mm-hmm. question of how dumb do they think we are? Because yeah, clearly, very dumb. Clearly, mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy had a gigantic exit wound in the back right. of his head, but they've convinced us that the the shot came from the back. Mm-hmm. So obviously, it's not that they're evil geniuses, but they think that we're so retarded we can't see a gigantic gaping open and, and, exit wound and Julia, in the back of his head. Julia, unfortunately, most people are. Yeah, mm-hmm. because most people believe. You can look at it though, they've Matt, been, and you Yeah, can but talk they've been the indoctrinated doctors. not to question it. They've been indoctrinated. Like, look at the boomers. I mean, the boomers are the best example because you look at them and they just slurp down the narrative. Shots from the front. I'll fight you on it any day of the week. You know know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. shots from the front. Definitely. Brassy Knoll type shit. That's why I say they might be smart. They might be geniuses. But what kind of genius shoots Mm -hmm. from the grassy knoll, shots from the front? And then thinks that they can convince every single person in the entire universe or the rest of history that shots came from the back. Fuck well, they off. write the story. Like, so mm-hmm. Yeah, they they write and control the story, mm-hmm. right? It's his story. That's that's how it goes. And then the problem they're having now is that there is so much exposure and so much scrutiny that they can't pull this shit off anymore. Even with no, the they CGI that off. they use, even with the technology that they're using, they, the it's still being, you know, the curtain mm-hmm. has been pulled back and we've seen it. I mean, this, and if this Ukraine war hasn't shown people, they've used fake footage. They've used video game footage. Video games. They've used footage <laughs> from old wars. They've used pictures of gentlemen with paintball guns They've used, you know, you, you you name it. I mean, I had well, one. Matt, I, I mean, had one even all the way back to when Kennedy was shot. Was the Zapruder mm-hmm. film? Yes. Yeah, and we yep. saw that ten years later, right? On yep. Harold Rivera. Nobody saw that. Nobody knew it even existed with the babushka lady. Clearly, was repelled backward yep. in the film. And you're telling me that they're the most evil geniuses that ever lived. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they so. pulled it off. Why, yeah. Why would Jack pulled it off and no one has trunk? been found guilty today? Right. So you got to right. give him credit. Man, there. I, got a bunch I mean, of I understand. 
I understand where you're coming from, Julia, because I, I, I have a, you know, a hatred for them. Um, be, but at the same time, you have to have a respect for them because, I mean, look at the way the United States was established and set up. It was done by, you know, the Jesuits and it is done. Look at the way the, that DC is laid out. It's all intentional. And we all we all just suck it down as it's this this masterpiece. To them, it's just one giant occult symbol. You know, uh-huh. it's let me okay. So let me ask you this. Okay, Julia, you know, you don't think that they're evil geniuses. Um I actually think as far as JFK goes, it's a combination of the mob and the CIA with George H.W. Bush being at the forefront and the one that orchestrated this whole thing. Do you know where George H.W. Bush said he was during the JFK assassination? You, Julia, do you know where he said he was? Didn't he say he was in in, in Dallas or something? <laughs> he said no. he did not remember. Oh, he, he said he the, didn't remember. Yeah. He's the only <laughs> fucking human being alive at that time that was not a child that said he did not remember where he was that day it's like asking and us where we were on 9 11 right exactly. i mean, remember exactly where everyone I was. knows where they were yeah. on 9 11 i mean it's just the you, something you're never gonna forget so the next thing here which is fucked up is that george hw bush was in houston texas okay he was working with the cia And he actually called in to report an anonymous tip. And he said that his personal assistant was the one that shot JFK. He reported his personal assistant and said, hey, I think that my fucking dude was the guy that shot JFK. Actually, the one that pulled the trigger. Right. That's just another one of these things that like no one really looks into and actually can see. But there's a I forget the guy's name. Uh, that wrote a book on George H.W. Bush um, where he I mean, they proved this because Barbara and him would both, like I said, go back in their memoirs and they would write themselves into different spots in this country. They would say, hey, the trip down to uh, Tallahassee was great today. And they weren't in fucking Tallahassee. They were in their home, you know, but they would just write and they would mm-hmm. match up their memoirs. And it was like this evil genius shit. Right. Now, maybe they're better operators than the other ones, but this adds to that mosaic property and that chaos theory of there's so many different possibilities of what happened. And what we're sold is that Lee Harvey Oswald shot this dude from the book depositorium, right? And, you know, there's nothing that really makes sense about that, but that's what the, the, the American population sold. And now we're all talking about different theories and there's no concrete example of what actually happened that day. That's part of the evil genius. Now, we as conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, will say, dude, no, Lee Harvey Oswald's the last fucking one that was doing this. But that's what's sold to the public. And we're talking about it. And there's no concrete answer. And you'll never prove what happened until long after we're all dead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's part of the genius. Could be, (laughs) or it could be just a bad fucking coincidence (laughs) or people who don't do enough research. I don't know. I don't know. I think there is an answer. There's always an answer. Of course, it just depends on how badly you want to get to it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I would say that you're never going to find the true answer. You're never going to find that answer um, because there's people that have looked so hard. I mean, Michael Hastings, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, are any of you guys familiar with him? He's an interesting cat. He uh, was looking into John Brennan when, uh, you know, trying to expose some inner workings of the CIA, potentially some shit that was going on with the JFK assassination and uh, ended up getting into a car accident, uh, you know, ran himself into a tree out of nowhere. He was the only person involved in a car accident. His car essentially exploded when he was telling his friends he thinks he's being tailed by the CIA almost had a huge expose coming out about the cia and their work mm -hmm. with all kinds of different fucked up shit dude's car blows up you know what i mean um there's too many things and you know i don't know why i look into this stuff knowing that this is kind of how shit works out for these people but it's the most interesting stuff to me i think that the way that the cia operates is fascinating uh you see you know mi6 six international fucking you know the safari club all these different groups and how they work it's it's i think those are the only real conspiracies out there you know flat earth and sasquatch and all these other things are distractions they're fun but you know the intelligence and how that shit works that's all that there really is dude you know what i mean i think that if we can solve that then and also history you know history is a big part of this shit because how do we get here how do we get to the points where you know we're allowing these fucking, you know, I don't know, these weird governments that are just completely separate from where we actually operate as a society. How do we give these people so much power? It's because they take it. We, we totally allow them to do it. I don't know. It's just weird. I think we totally allow them to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not as good as at researching that in particular as you are, Ryan, but I'll take I mean, I'm your word for it on most of it, but on other topics, I kind of disagree because I feel like they have been sloppy, obviously sloppy in the past. And that's intentional, in my opinion. And I'm no good. I'm no like fucking profound researcher. You know what I mean? It's just it, it's a matter of like interest. It's what you're interested in. Matt's very interested in alternative history, which I think is closer to real history. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. He's interested in that so he can find some crazy fucking information on that. I'm interested in this stuff so I can find that. It just matters what you're interested in. I think that it's there for you to look into, but it's also like, is the shit that we're looking into, is that real? You know what I mean? Is there is there some legitimate like like leaflets in a psychological operation information that's intentionally put out there for you to think it's real, but it's fake. That's a leaflet in a psychological think, think about who wrote all the texts, who translated all the texts, right? And if they had any agenda when they were translating and also the power that they would have while translating these texts, right? Because they could make it say whatever they wanted it to. Yeah. And, and, and that was done mainly by the church. So it, things kind of got slanted in one direction from mm. a historical standpoint. Yeah. I, I never, I never read the Bible, but I know I think bits and pieces just through, you know, people that have read it and, and explain things that I listen to, but that, that like, so what about that then? Like, I mean, things were obviously just written 
um, you know, with intent, with, with an agenda, whether or not they're partially or wholly or, you know, not at all from actual experience of events. But like, I don't know, I, to go back to what we were starting earlier with uh, earlier in the episode, like, I think Jesus is kind of like Uncle Sam for World War II, but but just like on a bigger scale. Mm. You know, Uncle Sam wasn't a real guy that I know of, was he? Like that figure on the I want you for the US Army. <laughs> but like that motherfucker was used to promo that shit. And I feel mm. like Jesus is like kind of like that, but on a bigger scale for something bigger. And the Bible's involved in it instead of a poster. You know, I don't know if that made sense, but that's kind of how I'm seeing it. You know, makes total sense, honestly. Yeah, it, that's an interesting way to think about it. I like the analogy. Jesus yeah. is the Uncle Sam of religion. Yeah. Well, there's more pages because there's a lot more time to cover. World War II is just a little, so I just need him for a little while. Poster. Yeah. You know, they want to be wasteful. Well, and, and yeah. it's funny you say that, Rich, because they always find characters, right? There's always these characters yeah, something that come out, to, you know, yeah. like you you look back, there's mm-hmm. Betsy Ross and mm-hmm. and all these people that just so happen to, you know, fit the narrative in one direction. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's something that I find a lot because when I do, you know, research and you look back to the, the one of the things I find comical you look back in the 1800s when, you know, the, the U.S. government was battling the Native Americans. And every time the Native Americans won, it was called a massacre. And every time mm-hmm. that the Americans won, it was called a victory. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, you know, it's like, how many times can a loss be just deemed a massacre? And it's like, no, you lost. They didn't massacre you. They beat you. But they they put the spin on it to make it seem like they did something unusual, you know, something inhumane mm-hmm. to win. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, it's just the way they tell their stories. To your point, Rich, um, Uncle Sam, I remember that the, the name stood for something. Mm-hmm. Uncle, Stan, Uncle Sam, U.S. stands for the United States. Uncle, mm-hmm. United, Sam, States. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Right? So... And and it's just like a representation of the federal government. So right, something right. that we all hate today, mm-hmm. but uh, also something that represents patriotism. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that has like a serious dichotomy to it. So tell me the guy that created him wasn't on an LSD trip, though. Uh, <laughs> Look at that dude's outfit. Like, holy shit. Kind of looks like a billy goat, too, like a little bit. Yeah, he kinda. looks like uh, Odin a little bit, right? Like one of these like. He looks like a pagan fucking dude. Yeah, definitely a weird. But I had that poster on my wall when I was a kid. I had the craziest fucking posters on my wall, dude. That I just seek out. My parents were like, "The fuck, bro? What do you want?" They're so diverse, bro. I had the Scarface fucking movie poster. The Uncle Sam, and I'm talking like the ones you'd go to Walmart and like look through the plastic things. Full size. I had a ton of those. I had SpongeBob and Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys. Oh no! Like I said. (laughs) I had some crazy ones. I had Al Capone's mugshot. I had Scarface movie poster, fucking Uncle Sam thing. And I was like 15, like 14. Like <laughs> an asshole. Yes, it's fucked up, man. There's a possible show. Movie posters, Ryan. Best movie poster. The Goonies. Yeah, we'll do a fucking championship bracket. Because that Scarface one is definitely up there. The I think like 90% of college kids when I was in college oh, yeah. had some Scarface poster. If it wasn't Scarface, it was Led Zeppelin or Pink yeah. Floyd. The Breakfast Club. Godfather's also also up there. Yep. <laughs> Just the that silhouette was... style kind of, you know. 
that yeah. was the other one man posters i wonder if they still do posters they still like, do posters but like i would like to get like the exorcist poster or like some mm-hmm. horror movie evil dead poster something like that those are fucking awesome that's they've been all selling you. great shirts at walmart of like the exorcist and like fucking living dead like uh, night of the mm-hmm. living dead and like some great t-shirts of like horror movies they had uh freddy krueger like friday the mm-hmm. 13th and all that cool shit uh recently you know it just depends like what season you're catching them at but yeah dude like i don't know there's uh there's a lot of propaganda that's going on dude there's a lot of bands there's a lot of like all kinds of like you know the classic bands and you know all that shit that was uh popularized back then so that was another thing i know that we're probably about to wrap up another thing that was really interesting about the safari club was the drummer of the police the band the police his father was the guy that introduced Adnan Khashoggi, who was an arms dealer for Saudi Arabia and, uh, you know, Lockheed Martin. He was like kind of like a liaison for them. Uh, the the father of the drummer of the police was the guy that introduced that guy to the CIA. And he was a big time CIA spook. So, I mean, this is kind of like this, along the same lines as like Jim Morrison's dad. Yep. And it's like, dude, you just see it mm-hmm. over and over again. Tonkin. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's wild mm-hmm. that hey, I mean, these people are tied all propaganda. connected, you know, and that's what people don't understand. Like when you say that, they're like, "Oh, how's that?" And then you start showing them, and they're like, "Holy over shit!" Over and over again, yeah, yeah, repeatedly. No matter Kid where Cuddy's you dad, you guys heard of Kid Cuddy? I'm sure Kid Cuddy's dad was big in, yeah. in the military too. You know what I mean? Like you got you got some fucking big time military yeah. brats that are yeah. making most influential music today still. So it's just crazy. You know what I found out? I actually read this today and I don't know what provoked me to, to search this up, but I just brought up Jimi Hendrix Wikipedia page. And I did not know this until today, but he uh, got in trouble when he was like 17, 18, 19, whatever. And it was either go to jail or it was for like stealing cars at night and driving around. So it was not too big, big of a deal at the time back then, but he did it like three, four times within a month or so or and arrested him all right i'll go to army instead so he actually went down um i forget where i want to say for rag maybe but i don't think that's where the 101st goes out of but he ended up going into the army using the 101st airborne went to jump school and everything and uh in 1962 this was and he basically was just like unenthused and would like purposely fail drills like he was an un uh, an under they called him an intentionally underqualified marksman so he just like piss around and you know fuck around when he was doing drills and shit and he's supposed to be you know earning badges and all that and eventually his commanding officer went to like the superiors and were like the base commander was like yo it's it's in the army's best interest if we just discharge this guy as soon as possible because he's so, so uninterested in being here that this dude would actually be sent overseas or even you know day to day he's just a detriment to you know being around other soldiers so they discharged him honorably and they said that he broke his ankle jumping and there was a medical discharge and that's why it was honorable but there's no records of him ever having any medical issues especially a broken ankle from a jump or anything of the sort while he was there so i was like and then all of a sudden he he becomes jimmy hendrix and he, he had his dad send him his guitar when he was in basic training because he was like yes yeah, it's fucked here like send me my shit dad sent it to him and after he sent it to him he started like skipping out on shit and going to play at this club and shit and like other soldiers would see him and you know one guy actually like 
gave him this uh, reference of, oh, you should contact this dude when you get out about playing in a band or some shit. But yeah, and then he gets honorably discharged under the false pretense that it was a medical thing. But he, it's documented that his superior was just like, nah, this dude is like, and so that's why I'm like, I was going to bring that up before. He said, they're all coming from the army, these serial killers and these music folks, because that's such a controlled environment where like you can just mark something classified and then no one gets to fucking see it for 150,000 years. Even if it, you know, is something tangible, a document is created. You just say, oh, it's classified. Oh, it's fucking need to know. Oh, it's, you know, whatever. And then it's such a controlled thing and you just have to go through, get injected with whatever the fuck, look what happened with COVID. Like you have no say in what you're getting injected in, when and what you do. You're just, oh, you, you got picked for a special mission. Now you got to do this, you can't disobey orders and blah, 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 blah. You know, especially back then, there's no cameras and there's no camera. Phones, Your property no... of the U.S. government, right? Yeah, exactly. Dude. Government issue, G.I. Yeah, Joe. a lot of family that was in the, in the military. And uh, they didn't have any crazy stories like that necessarily. But I just know how that shit works, you know. Uh, but, but yeah, I thought that was fascinating today to, to find that out. I was like, wow, I never would have guessed. His name's John, too, not Jimmy. John, Sump, John something Hendrix. But yeah, man, I thought that was crazy. Hmm. Crazy, dude. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very weird. All the military and pop culture references are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For certain. All right. I think that's a wrap. It's been a good one, guys. Thank you. Oh, yeah. uh, why don't you tell the people where they can find you, and uh, we'll get out of here. Rich, go ahead. Yeah, Rich from the Rockies on Instagram. Um, I try to post some stuff during my morning poop every day, so there should be some, uh, some gems at least <laughs> one or two daily. So uh, look me up. I want you to think of that while you're reading his posts, too. (laughs) That's where they come from. (laughs) Hey, Miss Julia, where can they find the Cosmic Peach and all your great work? (laughs) So um, wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Apple, wherever Cosmic Peach podcast. And then um, Instagram, cosmic.peach.podcast. And I just posted a thing about the Rugrats. That's kind of cool. Mm. cool the rugrats that sounds like uh there's probably some pedophilia references <laughs> in there you'll uh, just have uh, to go check it out dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah dude uh i guess that leaves me before you matt um yeah dude uh i would say real quick the monkey pox i think is going to be something real uh we didn't really talk about that here but um you know I, I would take it serious to be to be quite honest just because it seems like this covid thing was a dry run something that would divide the population up a little bit um you know i don't know if this will be the last one that we do before it's uh mainstream craziness but they're already counting monkeypox cases here in the united states i think there's a hundred in the u.s already so um it's going to be a thousand probably by the time we talk next. And what are the I'm chances, gonna... Ryan? They ran a drill in March of 21 dealing yeah. with this that just so happened to have a June 5th, 2022 outbreak date. Yeah. So, again, you know, we'll probably talk before it's too crazy again. But I think that this that this I, I genuinely think this is going to blow up and it's going to be something where, mm-hmm. you know, if you haven't bought food, if you haven't bought water, um, I don't have any food sponsorships or water sponsorships on my show. I know, Matt, you don't. Julia, I know you don't either. Rich, you don't have a show. So, you know, none of us are sitting here trying to push any product. 
I have no interest in anyone trying to fucking give Walmart or Amazon or Target or Safeway or any of these things. Or any, my Patriot Supply. Especially them. Um, I, you know, I don't want to give any of these people business. Look for other companies other than my Patriot Supply, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But get some get some storable food and get some water. And, you know, I would do it immediately, to be honest. Um, this is uh, This is something that I'm real concerned about personally. And I just want to spread that to you guys. I'm not trying to spread fear porn or be fucking dramatic or anything. Just fucking prepare for at least six months, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, do your thing. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, we only live once. So live it up at the same time. But prepare a little bit and uh, have some fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but always a fun chat on these Monday nights, man, uh, on a real note. So let's do that. And let's just... Uh, Dude, I think we're fucking living in the end times, man. And I'm excited. I'm kind of excited to see what the fuck is going to actually happen. Like, you know, may you Mm -hmm. live in interesting times. That Mm -hmm. old fucking Chinese proverb. I think that we do. I think that we absolutely live in interesting times. I feel like there's a page turning right now and it's like right about here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Rich. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, let's see. uh, Let's see what what happens, man. But um guns food water and oh, fucking fuck yeah. fire that's all you need baby so let's uh let's see what happens and man. a little and, bit uh, of faith mm-hmm. a lot of it's faith. a long man. way you know i mean that's that's it because listen your guns and your water and your food will get you so far but in the end if we're not all in this together we're fucked so we got to hope for the best and hope it doesn't get to that point because I know there's a lot of people out there talking civil war. And if it ever gets to that point, we're screwed. We're, you know, you, you people don't understand how bad it would really get. Mm-hmm. So be yeah. careful when you're wishing for things, people and, and throwing shit out there like that, because it's, it's not a joke and it would, oh, of it course will, it's not. It will. Be I, I think that we're already in a cold civil war. Personally. I think that that's been going on for the last eight years, maybe, uh, maybe longer. But, um, you know, I think it's about to get hot and, you know, um, you know, I'm ready for it, man. I don't want it, but I'm ready for it. And I think that you all should be, too. So, you know, with that being said, just uh, always fun doing this. I cherish these fucking conversations and I hope that we can do them for fucking decades. You know what I yes. mean? I, honestly, I hope it's that we can do them for decades, but we'll see. You know what I mean? Um, I'll be here. I'm going to be one of these last motherfuckers that's here, dude. Honestly, so out in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> We'll find a ham radio somewhere, Ryan, and we'll be out there still spitting shit. Yep. So uh, just thanks, Matt, for for putting these together every Monday. Likewise. I don't know if this is a a sentimental thing, but uh, I just, uh, you know, I I cherish every conversation I can have. And uh, let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. But be prepared. Yeah, uh, Matt. What do you have most of it? Yeah. And go check out the Great Deception podcast on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can check out my YouTube channel. Uh, I got a Patreon now uh, on the Great Deception podcast, and we have a Teespring shop where you can go check out some merch. We got some cool T-shirts. We got some hoodies, uh, glasses, mugs, all that fun, swaggy shit. But T-shirts are good, and, and, and the sweatshirt, I'm wearing it tonight. It's comfortable as hell. I love it. Uh, hopefully, it holds up. So we shall see. Thank you, everyone. Guys, thank you. This is my favorite night of the week as well. I love having all these conversations and meeting all you, you know, in virtual face to face. So 
Thank you guys. Uh, as always, stay strong, question everything.